look at that first episode and we have introduction music hello everyone i am stewie and this is the very first episode of the podcast the spiel with stewie um we're gonna get to know each other some more as these episodes go on and hopefully you tune in more and as i was thinking about the very first topic i was like all right do i want to go into deeps talk about racism the college admission scandal immigration policies and i decided not to i was like you know what what is something in our lives that we always do always there impacts us in many ways but we really don't think about it and i thought about food everyone eats everyone needs to eat and yeah that's definitely what we're going to talk about today a little quirky episode it's not going to be about restaurants and recipes just some things that go along with food in our society and Hopefully you will enjoy it. So here we go. The spiel with Stewie. So just to start off, um, I'll insult your intelligence for a bit. What is food? Well, Webster defines food as nutriment in solid form. And that is boring. So we'll just keep moving on from there. You know, food is something we need to live their nutrients in them they sustain our bodies but you know in mo- before modern nutrition people were eating meals with one another they enjoyed them they had their own preferences so obviously before science health concerns and all that great stuff food was a part of everyday life and it still is and there's always more to learn about food no matter where you live food is a part of life and food no matter like i said no matter where you live is just in general just it's so diverse you know you can break down food by the country the region the state a town even families and even within just food in general there are plenty of ways to make one single dish but it varies you know you have the varieties of curry in the west indies and you have different countries, African countries, and their preparation of their life rice. And between dishes and countries, they vary due to the local ingredients, the techniques, availability of resources, like a heat source and cooking utensils. But there is one component of dishes and cooking that drove centuries of colonizers travel around the globe to get their hands on it, destroying everything in their path. That is spices. Yes, yeah, spices, some, the thing that some people in that world can't even use, but you know, white people, here they are, salt, pepper, what? But you know, their ancestors loved it, so I guess that's something. But yes, yeah, spices, you know, spices, 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 seasoning, salt, pepper, all these things that make food delicious and addictive. And you know, there's this appointment of eating bland food. You know, you went to your friend's house and their mom did not throw down when you were in high school, but you had to be polite or you were starving in church and you had to eat that communion wafer and it didn't hit, but you know, your mom would be like, it ain't supposed to be for eating, it's for Jesus. And you're like, yes, mother, but I'm so hungry. But you know, you ate it. And hey, we, we, we need spices. We love spices. Our body loves spices. The spice trade was so huge and important in early exploration between Afro-Eurasia. I mean, Roman soldiers got paid partially in salt, and some historians believe that that's why we have the word salary. I could go on because spices and different ingredients are so important. I could talk about vanilla pollination, 
Sugar's Journey to the West Indies, turmeric and everyone loves it around the world, but I was just, this is me warming up, so you know, spice your food, season, salt, pepper, open up your cupboard, add that salt, make it good. In our society, due to so much globalization and immigration, um, this has led to one of the, and well, as I see it, one of the lasting food trends, which is fusion foods. And as the name implies, fusion foods combine ingredients and culinary traditions of two distinct cuisines. And this is different between this is different than culinary parallels like fried chicken and Korean fried chicken. I mean, obviously they're different. So there's some varying techniques, but it's fried chicken. So here we go. I'm going to explain it a little more. So in the United States, the fusion food trend thing kind of exploded around 2008 in Los Angeles with the Korean Mexican truck, the Koji Korean barbecue. And that food truck utilized Twitter, which was up and coming, and locals loved fusion tacos and the other things they had on their menu. So with this up and booming trend um, over the years, Korean Mexican trucks popped all over the country. But then other things started popping up as well. So like in Toronto, they had oxtail poutine. And then there's Cajun pho in Seattle. And even more southern restaurants are combining West African influences with traditional southern food. And when you think about it, as you think about it, these dishes do make sense in a way. You know, there's cross-utilization between the ingredients and flavor. But, you know, at the end of the day, it tastes good. It complements each other. And... The next thing, well, you know, as these communities in our world gets more diverse, most people are excited. Like, hey, what's going to happen in the future? What's food going to look like in the future? And it's exciting because I just feel like um, all these fusion foods are the main reason why we can have this conversation and we can learn more and get better in our food world, whether you're a high-end chef or you're just cooking at home. But there's so much influence and so much things to learn and it just gets exciting, you know, what will the future be because of our immigration and com combination of things? What is the future of food? So I'm going to expand on cooking because cooking to me is my lifestyle. Cooking is so important in what I'm doing right now in my life and school. But I have to sit back and take a breather and kind of realize that not everyone knows how to cook. And as our food society grows and changes because of fast food chains, that several people don't know how to cook because there's such a reliance on preparing meals from grocery stores and restaurants. And as these businesses grow, like your McDonald's, your Pizza Hut's and the like, there are areas in our country that are known as food deserts. And in these food deserts, there's basically little to no accessibility to fresh ingredients, which leads to these residents becoming dependent on restaurants and frozen meals. And most of the time, um, obviously, actually, um, food deserts are located in these lower class neighborhoods. However, on the contrast, even people who have a lot of money are still closed in the kitchen. You know, you have apps like Uber Eats and Postmates, you know, you just take out the app, you order your food, and it'll be right at your doorstep. So this leads to the question, what happened to cooking? How did a daily task for housewives and singles become so difficult and discouraging? And well, there's several theories. 
So there's one theory um, accredited to the late Anthony Bourdain where he believed that the decline of home ec classes contributed to all this ignorance about cooking. He said that all students should be required to take it, you know, school should educate um, children and the like about basic kitchen skills, how to hold a knife, ways to put out fires, and how to properly handle um, kitchen equipment. And around the United States, home ec classes have dec decreased. And for me, I've never heard of a school where there it was considered a mandatory course. So as a result, many people, adults, go out into the world and they don't know how to cook. And even with so many food shows and blogs and websites, it can be nerve-wracking, it can be intimidating. And another reason for such culinary ignorance is because of convenience. As I said, restaurants are everywhere. You can get a satisfying meal for under five bucks and you don't have to get out your car. You know, your frozen food aisle at the grocery store, that can be your best friend. I mean, you can find a meal from breakfast to the midnight snack and everything in between. I mean, who really needs a kitchen? And you can get you can put something in the microwave and after a couple minutes you have food right there. And nutritionists and foodies are both seeing this problem, you know. How can we combat the convenience of meals? How can we better educate the pop population about their food intake? And for me, really simple, I'm just gonna offer you a little bit of encouragement if you're not ready to get into the kitchen. Um, start small, you know, there's a cup of noodles that you can put in the microwave and maybe after, instead of buying the microwave version, buy the stovetop version. Read the instructions, follow them to the T, just to practice. And as you practice, there will be some failures, but there's so many resources, you know. Social media controls us, and we're going to be on there for hours anyway, but find accounts that have recipes, that have instructional videos, you know. YouTube is your best friend, you know. Just have the willingness to learn. Take it easy, because trust me, there's there's little satis there's nothing more satisfying than eating your own food, to know that you took the time, prepared it, and it turned out. Because remember, as the great Disney movie said, anyone can cook. Alrighty, moving right along. <laughs> this is going to be the fun side, the health side of food. Boo. Yeah, I know, I know. But the, the reality of it is, food enters our body and therefore affects them. And along with the inability to cook, fast food chains have spread unhealthy meals that are just easy to get to. The meals, you know, they're filled with carbs, the bad kind, sugar, additives, and a bunch of stuff that we can't pronounce. And the crazy thing is, at this point in society, we know fast food is bad for us. I mean, come on now, what is really in a McDonald's chicken nugget? How much of that meat pink slush is chicken? Like, ew, but you eat it and it tastes like chicken and it's cheap, so we eat it, you know? But as a result, our health as a society is also on the decline because guess what? We're not moving as much as we need to. Most of us, we sit at our computers, at our desk, and we just sit there all day at work. We don't go outside, we don't get fresh air. I mean, I'll say, who exercises? Cause I don't, I need to, but I'm really not doing it. So our sedentary levels are increasing and with the rise of technology, I mean, you really don't need to leave your, leave your house. 
if you work from home, you can get your groceries delivered, you can get food delivered, you can have house calls, like you don't need to leave your bed except to answer that door. And we have TV, you know, there are several shows that depict morbidly obese individuals, but I think that's a problem. I think we're seeing so much of the extreme, but not just a daily thing, even though that's their lives, but not something that you see constantly, constantly, constantly. You know, there are people who are near a thousand pounds, but there are plenty of cases where there are people that look normal, you know, look what we think as normal, and they're facing health risk. Because an important thing that we I'm going to note here is weight is not a definite indicator of health. And the reality of it is just, as general, people need to work out, who need to eat better, you know, substitute your high fat and sugary diets with some nutrient dense, dense foods. In a simple way, drink more water, drink less sugary vegetables, eat fruit, not chips. Learn that the carbs you should be eating actually come from vegetables. And obviously, you know, I'm not a dietitian, I'm not this big medical person, but you do your research, you learn a little bit, it makes sense. So adopt a better diet. You know, you can just eat an apple. Um, what helped me out, I bought a reusable bottle and I try to finish it every day because I need to drink more water. Take a walk during your break at work. Take a walk whenever you can, just start moving, get better, and get, get, some, get some authority back over your health. That's the main thing. And as we wrap up this very nice first episode, our final topic today is the social aspect of food. I'm going to hit this really quick. Like I said earlier, we eat all the time. And the reason why we love food so much is because we typically tie food to happy memories. Things like Thanksgiving dinners, Super Bowl parties, dates, and late night hangouts. And just there's so many positive moments that we recall food by. And... We meet people, we hang out with people at food places, you know, the TV show friends. I don't even have to say the coffee shop they hung out at, you know it. And it just shows the show that so much of our lives we spend eating and hanging out with people and enjoying a meal. Like, we have first dates at restaurants. We host late night study sessions with takeout pizza, Chinese. We attend a corporate meeting, there's catered lunch. Like, if human beings are getting together, there better be some food involved. I know that. And our brain commonly associates food with reward. You know, your little your little kid, you go, Mommy, Daddy, you know, he got your good grade. And hey, you might go out to celebrate. You might have gotten a dessert. You know, you graduate from high school or college or whatever, and you go to a nice restaurant. And these happy memories with food and people, they just, it's in our soul. It's a universal thing. You see it around the world. You see it with the amount of bars and coffee shops and diners. Because food makes us happy. And to me, food is important. Food is what connects us. Food is what brings people together, share ideas, share thoughts, and just binds us in a way as human beings. We share a meal, we connect, we get happy. And food is just a part of that. And ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap. This is our first episode wrapping up the spiel with Stewie. Um, food. There we go. I could obviously talk more about food. There is a lot to say. 
but you know this could be a recurring theme i'm not rushing anything but yeah here we go the spiel food it's over it's done we have more episodes we have more things to talk about and if you would like to share any thoughts and opinions go on instagram or twitter hit me up at the spiel.stewie and until next time thank you for listening this is stewie out Thank you.